Isn't it good to know that we don't have to go through life wondering, what is the truth about Jesus? Tony Broom Ministries brings to you a Bible sermon that gives us the truth about him, who he was and is, and what he has done. The title is, The Truth About Jesus. Jesus and his disciples were walking one day near Caesarea Philippi, and they had just opened a fresh bag of M&Ms and were having some M&Ms and water, you know. <laughs> they were munching on M&Ms and water, and Jesus said, you know, who do people say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they munched a little bit, and one of them said, well, you know, some of them say that you're one of the old prophets. Come back. Some of them say you're Elijah or Jeremiah, one of the prophets that have come back. And you know, some people even say that you're John the Baptist, risen from the dead. It's amazing to me how people can believe, and even Herod said, that's John the Baptist. I beheaded him, and he's come back from the dead, and that's why all these miracles, that's where all these miracles are coming from. He could believe that John the Baptist, who he killed, had come back from the dead, but he wouldn't accept the truth concerning Jesus Christ. It's amazing that people would go around their elbow to believe something and they won't even believe what's in front of their face. The Bible tells us the truth about Jesus. This sermon answers the questions everyone needs to answer for themselves. If Christ is who He said He was, then what am I going to do about it? I can say that He wasn't, but what if He is? Somebody said, prove to me there's a God. And you say, I don't have to. You prove to me there's not one. Because there is one. Mark chapter 12, verse 35. Jesus answered and said while He taught in the temple, how say the scribes that Christ is the Son of David? He had asked them before, who is Christ? Whose Son is He? And they said, oh, that's, He's the Son of David according to the flesh. Well, how is He David's Son? For David himself said by the Holy Ghost, quoting from Psalm 110, verse 1, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. David himself, therefore himself, calleth him Lord. And whence is he then his son? How can he be David's son when David called him Lord? Now, we understand that spiritually because they knew that Christ would come according to David's line in the flesh. But they didn't realize the spiritual part of it. The Lord, God the Father, the Lord said to my Lord, the Lord Jesus, sit on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. If David calls him Lord, and he called him Lord by the Holy Ghost, if David calls him Lord, how is he then his son? It said the common people heard him gladly. Not those who tried to figure out everything. Not that highbrow religious crowd. Not the ones who were responsible to put him on the cross. We're not the common man. It was those in the high religious places. They were the ones who stirred up the crowd, and they were the ones who had the mock trial, and they were the ones who cried, Crucify him. Religious crowd. Today, as we go on further in time, and Jesus does not come and our lifetime continues, we have to engage and face the same thing. Are we facing the same thing that they did in Jesus' day where the religious crowd is the one who is turning us against God? Not the criminal and the whore and the 
publican and the man and the drunkard out there in the world, but it's the religious crowd who is turning things away, getting cold and indifferent. Jesus, the truth about Jesus, the virgin-born Son of God. Isaiah 7.14 said, Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and call His name Emmanuel. This God with us one who would be born would be born of a virgin. The angel Gabriel tells Mary how it will all be and come about. You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and will call his name Jesus. He will be great, shall be known as the son of the highest. God will give him David's throne and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. How shall this be, said Mary, seeing I know not a man? Gabriel said the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore that Holy One who shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. Preacher, do you really believe that? I do. I believe it as much as I got my boots on this morning. I believe that Jesus Christ was born the Holy Ghost. Not no little old spirit, not no little old force which some Bibles might have. I'm talking about Grandma's Bible, Grandpa's Bible, but still says the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that Holy One who shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. Yes, I do believe it. If you don't believe it, you've got a big problem. Joseph was a just man and didn't want to make a public example of his betrothed wife, Mary. So he was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, the angel of the Lord spoke to him in a dream. Do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your spouse, wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. The truth about Jesus. You've got to believe that that what was conceived in her was of the Holy Ghost. He had no earthly father. He had no man to biologically bring him into the world. That which was conceived in her was of the Holy Ghost. Do you know what that means? That means that she was a virgin after the birth of Jesus, just like she was before the birth of Jesus. The truth about Jesus is that He is virgin born. If He isn't, He's just like any other man. He cannot save you. He cannot forgive your sins. He cannot take you to heaven when you die or when you're here when the rapture takes place. Don't even worry about no rapture taking place. If Jesus Christ was not born of a virgin, there's no such thing as a rapture. There's no such thing as a resurrection. It would all be in vain if He was just another man. God the eternal Son with the Father, who will rule all nations and save all those who believe. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 said, Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. New Bibles say today, Wonderful Counselor. Well, if it says Wonderful Counselor, that means Wonderful is an adjective. But the Bible says His name shall be called Wonderful. I went back into the original Hebrew. The word Wonderful is Pele. Pele is not an adjective. It's a noun. His name shall be called Pele. His name shall be called Wonderful. N-C-M-S. Common, masculine, singular, noun. His name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This world is longing to see peace. 
but they will never see peace until the Prince of Peace comes again. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. You want real justice? We want justice when you want it. We want it right now. You don't even know what you want right now. They don't even know what they're saying. They don't want justice. If they wanted justice, they'd get right with God. That's the only justice you're going to get. When Jesus Christ comes to this world to rule and reign on this earth, that is the time that you have justice. And if you want it now, you can have it now and get right with God. And you'll have justice because you don't deserve justice. You deserve mercy. He will give you His mercy. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God will make sure that He performs His word. He will rescue His friends and destroy His enemies. Revelation chapter 2 teaches that He will rule them with a rod of iron and dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. That's what He'll do to His enemies when He comes back again. He is God, the Son of the Father, incarnate in human flesh as the babe of Bethlehem's manger. John chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word. That Word, that dynamite Word, was in the beginning as far as you want to go back. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And that Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glorious of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Second John only has 13 verses. But in those few verses, the word truth is mentioned at least five times. Verses 3 and 4, Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ the Son of the Father. You don't believe that He is the Son of the Father. You don't believe what the Bible says about Jesus. Jesus is the Son of the Father. The Father has many sons. He has many daughters. But we are not the Son. There's only one the Son. Jesus is the only begotten Son of the Father. In truth and love, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. John goes on to say that it is important that we love one another and walk after His commandments. For many deceivers, verse 7, are entered into the world who do not confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Whosoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Jesus Christ is the truth from God. And the scripture says that if you don't believe that He came in the flesh, not that He was just a good man, not that He was just a teacher, got a lot of teachers, got a lot of people who say they're prophets, but He's more than that. He's more than just a good teacher. He's more than just a prophet. He's God Almighty come in human flesh. And if you don't believe that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, the Bible said you're not of God. He shed His blood and died on the cross. He was buried and resurrected and is the only way to heaven. He will soon come again to take us to Himself. In the first part of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul declares unto us the gospel. How Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. That's what the Gospel is all about. Unto Him who loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. Revelation chapter 1, the last part of verse 5. Jesus Himself said in John chapter 14 verse 6, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He is the only way. He's not one of many ways. He's not just a good way. He's the only way. He's the only way to get to God. Father, we thank You today for Your Word. We bless You, Lord, today that we can know the truth about Jesus. We can know what Your Word says about Your Son. And we can believe what Your Word says about Your Son. And I pray that this Word would touch many hearts and lives today that our sons and daughters would be shaken to their core, that they would know who Jesus Christ is, that have no other choice but to give their heart and life to Him. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now that you have heard the truth about Jesus, what are you going to do about it? Will you reject it or gladly receive it? The Truth About Jesus has been a Tony Broom Ministries production.